0: August 8th. Today, as we look into the New Testament, we'll be reading from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 4, verses 1 through 21. We'll see that life is a stewardship, so be faithful. We judge ourselves and others judge us, but the final judge is the Lord, so live to please Him alone. We'll see that life is a gift, so be humble. Your abilities and blessings came from God. You cannot take credit for them. They are God's gift to you, and your use of them is your gift to God. It is sinful to contrast various Christian workers, because only God knows their hearts. We'll also learn that life is a battle, so be courageous. If the apostles were the greatest Christians who ever lived, and they were filth and the scum of the earth, where did that leave the boasting Corinthians? and will learn that life is also a school, so be teachable. Paul saw himself as a father in the Lord who had to instruct and discipline his children. Our Father in Heaven uses many hands and voices to teach us, and we must be willing pupils as we go through life. And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. August 8th 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 21. So, look at Apollos and me as mere servants of Christ, who have been put in charge of explaining God's secrets. Now, a person who is put in charge as a manager must be faithful. What about me? Have I been faithful? Well, it matters very little what you or anyone else thinks. I don't even trust my own judgment on this point. My conscience is clear, but that isn't what matters. It is the Lord Himself who will examine me and decide. So be careful not to jump to conclusions before the Lord returns as to whether or not someone is faithful. When the Lord comes, He will bring our deepest secrets to light, and will reveal our private motives. And then God will give to everyone whatever praise is due. Dear brothers and sisters, I have used Apollos and myself to illustrate what I have been saying. If you pay attention to the Scriptures— You won't brag about one of your leaders at the expense of another. What makes you better than anyone else? What do you have that God hasn't given you? And if all you have is from God, why boast as though you have accomplished something on your own? You think you already have everything you need. You are already rich. Without us, you have become kings. I wish you really were on your thrones already." for then we would be reigning with you. But sometimes I think God has put us apostles on display, like prisoners of war at the end of a victor's parade, condemned to die. We have become a spectacle to the entire world, to people and angels alike. Our dedication to Christ makes us look like fools, but you are so wise. We are weak, but you are so powerful. You are well thought of, but we are laughed at. To this very hour we go hungry and thirsty, without enough clothes to keep us warm. We have endured many beatings, and we have no homes of our own. We have worked wearily with our own hands to earn our living. We bless those who curse us. We are patient with those who abuse us. We respond gently when evil things are said about us. Yet we are treated like the world's garbage, like everybody's trash, right up to the present moment. I am not writing these things to shame you, but to warn you as my beloved children. For even if you had ten thousand others to teach you about Christ, you have only one spiritual father. For I became your father in Christ Jesus when I preached the good news to you. So I ask you to follow my example, and do as I do. That is the very reason I am sending Timothy, to help you do this. For he is my beloved and trustworthy child in the Lord." He will remind you of what I teach about Christ Jesus in all the churches wherever I go. I know that some of you have become arrogant, thinking, I will never visit you again. But I will come, and soon, if the Lord will let me, and then I'll find out whether these arrogant people are just big talkers, or whether they really have God's power. For the kingdom of God is not just fancy talk. It is living by God's power. Which do you choose? Should I come with punishment and scolding, or should I come with quiet love and gentleness?
1: The mantra of the American dream is to advance yourself. With hard work, ingenuity, innovation, you can have it all. The frightening reality of the gospel. Jesus does call us to give up everything we have. And he may tell any one of us to sell all of our possessions and give them to the poor. But we don't believe this. If we form Jesus to look like us and be who we want him to be, then even when we gather together and sing our praises and lift our hands, the reality is we are not worshipping the Jesus of the Bible. We are worshipping and singing to ourselves. We have a master who demands radical obedience. A mission that warrants radical urgency. And we do not have time to waste our lives living out a Christian spin on the American dream. The most glorious reason you exist is for the proclamation of the glory of God to the ends of the earth. And it's more than having a nice life. It's about giving our lives and our families and our jobs for the proclamation of the glory of Christ to the ends of the earth. If we're going to live for the sake of 4.5 million lost people and thousands and thousands and thousands of kids who are dying every day because they don't have food on their table, then that means radical change in our lives and our families. Sure. Church. Church, we are plan A, and there is no plan B.
0: We'll be looking into Psalm 30 verses 1 through 12. Now in this song of praise, David expressed his thanks to God for the changes God sent to his life. From sickness to health. That's uh, the trip that David made. God had healed David and lifted him up from the grave. His sickness had been a discipline from God because of David's pride and self-sufficiency. Perhaps it was in connection with the sin of numbering the people. That was back in 1 Chronicles chapter 21. David went from weeping to joy. There is a contrast between God's momentary anger and His gift of lasting joy, between weeping and joy, and between the night and the morning. Things may seem dark to you now, but wait for His morning to dawn. He can change everything in a hurry. Everything can change so fast. And David went from mourning to singing. David humbled himself before God and begged for help and mercy. When God saw that the discipline had done its work, he healed David and forgave his sins. David changed clothes, picked up his harp, and began to sing praises to the Lord. My friend, no matter how dark the night, dawn will come. No matter how heavy your heart, one day there will be a song. Wait patiently and trust the Lord. His favor is for life. Psalm 30, verses 1-12 through 12, A Psalm of David, sung at the dedication of the temple. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. You refused to let my enemies triumph over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you for help, and you restored my health. You brought me up from the grave, O Lord, you kept me from falling into the pit of death. Sing to the Lord, all you godly ones. Praise His holy name. His anger lasts for a moment, but His favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may go on all night, but joy comes with the morning. When I was prosperous, I said, Nothing can stop me now. Your favor, O Lord, made me as secure as a mountain. Then YOU TURNED AWAY FROM ME, AND I WAS SHATTERED. I CRIED OUT TO YOU, O LORD. I BEGGED THE LORD FOR MERCY, SAYING, WHAT WILL YOU GAIN IF I DIE, IF I SINK DOWN INTO THE GRAVE? CAN MY DUST PRAISE YOU FROM THE GRAVE? CAN IT TELL THE WORLD OF YOUR FAITHFULNESS? HEAR ME, O LORD, AND HAVE MERCY ON ME. HELP ME, O LORD. YOU HAVE TURNED MY MOURNING INTO JOYFUL DANCING. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy, that I might sing praises to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give you thanks forever. Proverbs 20, verses 28 through 30 Unfailing love and faithfulness protect the king. His throne is made secure through love. The glory of the young is their strength. The gray hair of experience is the splendor of the old. Physical punishment cleanses away evil. Such discipline purifies the heart.